following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is an international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he really sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hello, friends, and welcome to Scandalous Grace, the show where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan. I am thrilled that you're tuning in today. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm very excited about today's show. We have a guest on our show today. Lee Damiano is our guest. Welcome, Lee. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about it. I have been wanting you to be a guest on the show for a really long time, so I'm glad that the timing worked out and it's perfect. I I love your testimony. I love the stories of God's scandalous grace in your own life. It's many. And um, I'm, ex- I'm especially excited for my listeners to get to know you a little bit today and to hear some of that. I know it's going to be a blessing to you guys for those of you tuning in. Um, before we get started, I just want to remind you that if you've missed any of the previous shows from this year or before, you can find all of those on my website at scandalousgraceradio.com. And um, you can find out more about me and this ministry. And like I said, listen to some of the previous shows so you can catch up and see what you might have missed. But let's jump into today's show. Lee, if you could start, first of all, let me tell the listeners how I know you. You've been a friend of mine. We went to church together. Mm-hmm. We met when I was the women's ministry pastor at a local church. Yes. Um, you came to a retreat that I was um, leading, and it was wonderful. It was a wonderful retreat. I was dragged at first, but I loved <laughs> yeah, being there. Yeah. So many of us go to those events and we have those stories of how, you know, I didn't even want to go and then God ended up rocking my world. And he did. I love that. I love that. That's your story as well. But if you, um, if you could just jump in and, you know, kind of share with the listeners how you came to know the Lord, let's just start there. Share a little bit of your salvation testimony. Sure. Um, my husband and I came, um, to Colorado from New York, uh, 50 years ago. Wow. And uh, we were in a housing division. I was a stay-at-home mom. And my next-door neighbor, we were raised in a, in a Catholic denomination. Uh-huh. We always went to church. But my next-door neighbor asked me over for coffee. And she was a believer. And she asked me, do you know Jesus? And it was, I, wow. it was such an affront to me. Mm. I, of course I know Jesus. And I went <laughs> home and I said, you know what she asked me? I said to my husband. And... Um, our relationship with this neighbor started to grow. And finally she asked me, do I want Jesus? Does he live in your heart? Mm. Is he your savior? So we were in her living room and I prayed the prayer of salvation. I felt nothing though. I, I, I said to her, I don't feel any different. She said, do you believe, do you believe that he's in your heart? Mm. I said, yeah, I do. And so that was when I was 24. Wow. So that was, um, you know, a good many years ago. Well, shout out to the neighbor that... Like is actually, you know, doing the work of the gospel and, <laughs> and, and hitting up all of her neighbors to see if they know Jesus. Shout out to her. It was it was the, the funny thing about that when this happened, I was very excited. This Holy Spirit was within me and I ran home. I called my mother who was in New York. I said, Mom, I just received Jesus. And we talked a little bit. She hung up the phone and around five minutes later, the phone rang. She wanted to talk to my husband to find out 
what kind of cult did you have your wife join? Oh, God. And then my whole family back east has come to know the Lord. And it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been walking with them then since what, 24? Since I was 24. But of course, during that time, there were a number of years that I was backslidden, that I just kind of did my own thing. Yeah. Um, it, it showed me later on in life how crucial and critical it is to find connection mm-hmm. in community mm-hmm. and a church of believers. When you don't have that, you're going to go your own way, yeah. and then you forget. Um, I would say I came back to the Lord in 2005. Okay. It reminds me so much of that song, Lee. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but the lyric is, My heart is prone to wonder. Yes. You know, draw me back to you because my heart is prone to wonder. I think for me, I mean, for sure, there have been many times in my life where I went through the same thing. I mean, I got saved when I was a little girl, loved the Lord, and then, you know, went my own way, so to speak, Mm -hmm. in high school and college. And just kind of, like you said, that's like the traditional word backslidden. That reminds (laughs) me of the church somewhat, like the Southern church. Um, But uh, all those times that, you know, I thought I knew best. Yes. Or I, I got tired of you know, being obedient or, or doing what I knew was right and just decided to try my own way. And I know a lot of our listeners can relate to that. I think that's so common. And I think that that's something that, that the Lord is quite used to with his people. I mean, if you read the Bible, he's pretty used to that. I mean, look at the old Testament, how many times he's trying to rein people in and remind them of whose they are and who they belong to and the way they should go. So I think that's really common. And it's just that grace of him to keep taking us back and not only taking us back, but pursuing us the entire time. He a good, good father. I mean, right. he makes us the way we are for very specific reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that that rebellious streak in me at times, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I wandered myself on another path, but I believe that that strength and he was refining that gift so yeah. many times. And so I think that's what happens sometimes. He's so faithful. He is. Even when we're not, especially when we're not. Thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God. So you came back really to him and around 2005 and the story that I'm excited specifically for you to share today is what happened when you and I went on a trip. Uh, was that 2017? It was 2000, February 2017. Okay. We went to a conference out at Bethel. For my listeners, um, in case this is your first time tuning in, I went to ministry school um, out in California, in Northern California, in Redding, um, at a place called Bethel. And um, we were out there for a conference, and we went together. We were so excited. And you had this amazing experience, and I'm going to let you take over and t- tell us about it. Yes, that's that's it was I will say it was the transformation of my life. Wow. Um, when we went there, and we we both prayed for an encounter. Mm-hmm. We were so hungry for an that. encounter with the Lord, and yeah. we prayed for that. And um, I always believed, I knew that God loved me. I knew that Jesus died for me. Mm-hmm. I always wondered... I always wondered, can I say I really love him? I I was questioning, do I really love him? I know he loves me. Mm -hmm. But when we went to Bethel and we prayed for an encounter, I felt that that encounter was for other people. I prayed, Carla, you get an encounter. Mm -hmm. Let those people get an encounter. I'll stay in the background. Mm -hmm. That was not his agenda for that. Right. For that conference. Um, One of the mornings, the, the last morning, actually, of the conference, we were having coffee in the atrium there. And uh, three, the the elementary school is attached to the the Bethel Conference Center, right to the church, and to the, the church. Mm-hmm. And we had um, they had three kids, 
um, in groups of threes. They had many kids walking around giving prophetic words or words of knowledge yeah. to people. And praying Do you for remember people. that? Praying yeah. for people. That was so sweet. I remember sitting there thinking, how precious is this? That it's like, just like Jesus talks about in the Bible about mm-hmm. let the little ones come to me and, you know, let the light shine from them. And it was so sweet to watch them walking around, like asking people if they could pray for them. And I mean, some of them were like, I don't know, six, seven years old, like first graders. And, and they were spot on. Oh yeah. Um, it really showed me when it comes to spiritual realm, mm-hmm. there is no junior Holy Spirit. That's right. Period. Yeah. These children were just, um, manifesting the spirit. So beautiful. This little girl, uh, three of them came over to us and this little girl, there was just some connection that she and I had and our eyes locked. Her eyes, her name was Kira and she was nine or 10 years old. No mm-hmm. more than that. Right. And she just held my hand, looked at me intently and said, um, the devil tries to take you out, but you push back. Mm. God will take care of it. And I was so stunned. I just was back on my heels and I looked at her and then I know she gave you a word. Mm-hmm. I was so, I, I didn't even hear. I was so lost in the word she gave. Yeah. Me. It was almost like, I remember looking over at your face. You were kind of in shock a little bit. I was, I was, I truly was in shock. And, um, well, to, to go on, as the kids finished up, they turned to walk away. And as they turned to walk away, uh, this little girl, Kira, she turned around, looked over her left shoulder, and her eyes locked on my eyes. And she she extended her arm out also, like, take my hand, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But she kept walking away, but her eyes never left my face or my eyes. And with that, I don't know what I experienced. I know mm. I never experienced anything like that in my life. It still gets you very emotional. It is very emotional because it's so real. Yeah. It is so real. I was enveloped in a feeling that I've never felt before. And as she turned back around then to go to another group of adults, I didn't know what happened. And I, I knew I was feeling something in my spirit as well as physically I was almost undone. And... I remember looking to you and you mm-hmm. looked at me and you said, Lee, what just happened? Yeah. And I went, it was obvious something had just happened. I said, I, I don't know. I think I saw Jesus in her mm-hmm. face. I think I saw his love and felt his love. And, and you said, yes, there was something that yeah. was amazing. And it wasn't just, she was looking at me. When you look at something, you just, you put your eyes in a certain direction. Right. But this was a gaze, a longing, mm-hmm. loving gaze that I felt down to the tip of my toes. Yeah. And uh, so we went back into the uh, the conference, mm-hmm. and I don't think I had a dry eye for the rest no. of the day. I remember you were completely undone. I was undone, and I remember him saying to me, I, I want to undo you so I can redo you. Wow. And it was just amazing, amazing. I felt in... I felt enveloped in his love. For the first time in my life, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I am so loved and I am unique. And I am his one and only Lee, just like you're his one and only Carla. And every listeners out there, put your fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. You are his one and only blank. Put your name in there. Yes. Never forget it. You are unique. And um, I felt just enveloped in his love. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I specifically remember you couldn't even really put it into words that first and maybe even that second day. Um, even after we got back, every time I would bring it up or you would bring it up and try to talk about it, you would start to weep and get very emotional. And it was like you, I remember you saying, and I could see it on your face, you were re-experiencing the encounter every single time. And that's why I even have a tough time I know. talking You're about emotional this here now. in the studio and that's okay. Uh, because... But this is what he wants for everybody. Yes. He wants all of his children to have an encounter with him. Yes. And and encounters happen in different ways at different times. Sure. He speaks to people differently. But this encounter, it was for the first time when I came, went back home, uh, my journal is just full of, I love you, Jesus. Mm. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Wow. Prior to that, I could never, I didn't know if I really loved him. Mm-hmm. I knew at that point in time. I loved him. Yeah. Passionate love. And how sweet of him to reveal that to you. It was perfect timing. It was his perfect timing with everything that was happening in my life. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit because things were just starting to go kind of haywire, you know, get kind of, for lack of a better word, really crappy in your life right about then. But when you got home from that conference is actually when it all hit the fan. Yes. um, The month before the conference, um, I had found out after... Years and years and years, I found out that I was diagnosed with a lung disease. Um, it's a progressive disease. There's no cure for it. At least that would, that's what they told me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when you Google anything to find out, um, you're always, you know, this was, you may have five years. Sure. You're going to it's die. It's going to be the worst case. You know. They always tell people, don't WebMD. <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> and, um, but I remember driving in the car and the Lord said, who are you going to believe? You're going to believe the doctor's word? Or you're going to believe my word? And it was like, well, your word, but not really. I, I really was scared. Of course you were. Scared. I think anybody would be. That's totally understandable. And then February, we had the conference, mm-hmm. and this encounter occurred. And then March of 2017 is when things started to really unravel. Yeah. Um, my mom, who is 93, she fell and had to have a hip replacement. In the meantime, my husband had some serious back surgery. This was his second surgery in two in uh, six months. And it was the second surgery was not as successful as we had hoped. Mm-hmm. So it has left him, um, you know, his movement is very limited. Um, he's not able to get around like he once was. Right. And so as we're doing all that, um, I'm finding every time I went to the doctors to be treated for something, there was something else that they found yeah. and something else that they it was, found. I remember it was like diagnosis after diagnosis. It was like every time you went, like you said, there was some new thing that they found that they wanted to deal with. It And it's it's gotten, it's continued. It's it's continued. And, you know, there are times when I just sit there and go, I don't, I don't get this, Lord. Mm-hmm. I really don't get this. I do believe without a doubt. That the word says, I will be healed. I am healed. Um, And so I stand on that. Yeah. I stand on that. But that's not to say I don't say, oh, Lord, what is going on? Yeah. But this encounter, this love, I don't care what I go through. Mm. I know he loves me. Yes. If I didn't have this, if he hadn't given me this treasure. Yeah. Of knowing him and being with him and feeling tangibly that love being lost in that love. I don't know if I'd be having this conversation with you today. Yeah. Um, as you know, my husband 
again, has had some serious lung issues also. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's been very difficult. Uh, you know, it's just been very difficult. How we viewed retirement right. is not what we're going through now. Yeah. Things don't look the way you thought they would. No, but you know what? It's okay. Yeah. He's with us. He is with us. It's not, I don't like it. I don't like it, but he gave me this encounter. Yeah. He knew what was coming, but I know my healing is there. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't, I, I will say this, and, and I forget about this, but I went to a, a new lung doctor a couple of months ago, and mm-hmm. I shared this with you. Mm-hmm. And when I took the test, they said to me, what are you doing? What are you doing differently? I why? They said, um, your, your capacity has improved. Praise God. And I mean, it was like, whoa, Lord, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now could you fix these other things? Yeah. But um, it's, the, it's, it's the encounter that I had with him that I pray that all your listeners get, have right. an opportunity right. to meet with him and go into deep relationship. Well, we're going to pray that before the end of the show, for sure. Um, I want to backtrack a little bit and just... When all this stuff was happening, and it is kind of still happening today as we speak. Yes. Um, the encounter that he gave you is what sustains you. But I, I wonder if you could just share a little bit more about the hard days. You know, when, yes, he gave you that encounter, but um, you're still walking through some really hard stuff. And just share some of those feelings, even any conversations that you're willing to share that you've had with the Lord. Because I think it's so important for our listeners and um, for people to know that it's okay to not be okay. I say that a lot, but I feel like I, I need to say that again today. It's okay when you're going through these hard things, whether it's a health struggle or a financial issue or relational conflict, any of those things that are going on or like us, when you're going through all those at the same time and it seems like it's one thing after another, after another, it's blow after blow after blow. I mean, I know for me, and I've shared it on the show, um, those days are crippling at times. And unfortunately, so many of us have been taught, whether it is by culture or in the church or just our own understanding of what it means to be a follower Mm -hmm. of Jesus, that we're just supposed to suck it up and stuff it and bottle it up and be tough or we're not a good, you know, warrior for the kingdom. And that's just not true. And Mm -hmm. so every chance I get to tell people that it's okay to be not okay, I really try to do that. Like, does that ring true to you? Yes, it does. It rings true. There are days when I get up and, I, you know, I don't want to get up. And, yeah. oh, Lord, I am in pain. Yeah, physical what pain. What is going on? Why can't I stand up straight? Um, you know, there are there are days when all I can say is Jesus. Mm. All I can say is Jesus. But you know what? I don't have to say a, a flowery prayer or anything. He's right there. Sure. He's right there. But I don't feel him. Mm-hmm. I don't feel him all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and feelings, I know people, you don't have to worry about your feelings. You know he's there. Yes, I know he's there. But sometimes the circumstances of these illnesses and the, and, and not being able to be well yeah. at this point in time is just overwhelming, especially yeah. when my husband's trying to take care of me and I'm trying to take care of my sure. husband. I mean, both of you are dealing with And we're dealing with stuff. stuff. Yeah. And um, I, I, I'm so thankful that I have my kids and mm-hmm. my grandkids, friends like you. But there are days when I just sit there and I have a pity party. Sure. And just keeping it real. And girl. then I just sit there and go, I, I just don't know why. I don't yeah. know if I can continue doing this. 
and then all of us all of a sudden something will just snap mm-hmm. something will just snap and it's like okay because really what's the alternative sure sure and then he floods right back in yeah that's so good yeah i just i wanted to make sure that you know we shared a little bit of that with our listeners because yes. hard things are hard things period um facts are facts you know we may have a health diagnosis or like i said things going on in relationship or maybe we lost a job. That's a fact, but the truth still stands. Yes. The truth always overrides the facts. And the truth is that the word says he's close to the brokenhearted mm-hmm. and yes. he is right there with us. Oh, and he did take every single stripe, you know, on his way to the cross for our healing. And you're right. He is the healer. And until we see that manifest in our lives and whatever condition any of us are in that we need, the truth is, that he is the healer, no matter what the facts say, but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, I don't know what's the right word. It doesn't sugarcoat that we're in pain or that we're in a struggle. And I think it's so important to admit that to the Lord yes. and acknowledge that we're human. Cause he knows that already. He knows what's in our heart. And, and I, I love that we serve such an amazing father. Like you said, a good father that he can take it. You know, he can take our words of disappointment or discouragement. And even at times for me personally, and maybe some of you listening, um, anger, you know, yes. because life can be really tough sometime. And it's been really tough lately for a lot of people. Almost everybody I talked to um, during COVID and, and because of the pandemic and also unrelated to that. I mean, 2020 has been a tough year, yeah. right? has been very uh, tough. There's a joke. One of my friends says that she's like, um, something will happen and she'll be like, thanks a lot. 2020, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of our joke, like sarcastically thanking 2020 for whatever crap it's dealing to us at that moment. You're right. But you know, God's in all of it and he hasn't left us and, and he's still on the throne and he's the king of Kings and he's going to work it all out. And he doesn't change. And, and to your point, um, when you were talking about the truth, mm. you know, our truth, um, I was praying with a friend of mine in December, um, and uh, for me, not knowing that she didn't have much time left on this earth, the mm. Lord, she went to be with the Lord. But I was talking with her about this disease that I have, and and she looked at me and she said, "Hey, this is factual. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was your diagnosis. Mm-hmm. This is science, and it's factual. But Lee, it's not your truth. That's right. And it was Amen. like, wow, that's so good. Wow." Well, thanks for coming and sharing your story. I loved today. it. Thank you so much. I want to pray for people. Yes. Father God, in Jesus name, I thank you for all of our listeners. Lord, right now, um, just based on Lee's testimony, your word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So I thank you for her testimony of your goodness in her life, Lord. And we do release encounters right now in Jesus name yes. encounters with you, Lord, whatever people need to hear from you or see from you or feel your presence, Lord, in order to give them the endurance and the perseverance to keep going, Lord, that's what I release right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for healing and bodies that speak to every infirmity. And I say, get out in Jesus name. And I just declare healing, healing, healing into every body of every single person listening. And Lord, I pray for breakthrough for them. If they need financial help, if they need relational healing, whatever it is they need, Lord, I pray that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I just thank you, God. I thank you, God, that. Everything that needs to happen in their lives is going to, every good thing is going to come from your hand. And I pray for fresh hope for people in the mighty and holy 
name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Deliverer, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for being here, Lee. I know that your story is going to help a lot of people. I love being here. I love sharing it. Yeah, it's really good. And I get really excited about the things that God's doing in your life and the way that you share. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. And for you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in again today. I just want to remind you that you can find out more about this ministry at scandalousgraceradio.com. And you can follow me on social media at Carla Swanigan. You can also listen to previous podcasts and previous shows on that website. Again, at scandalousgraceradio.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to ScandalousGraceRadio.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan ministering resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to ScandalousGraceRadio.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. And please join us again every Monday at 1 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. On Denver's 94.7 FM, The Word.